Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, Rob. I'm crying. I haven't got up here yet. Thank you so much. Um, as Rob said, my name is Deborah Newbold, for those of you who don't know me. And I've actually been a part of this church for nine years now. I don't feel old enough to have done anything for nine years. But I walked through those doors as an 18-year-old in a city she'd never been to ever before. And I never left. This place is my home. I love you guys. And just, just on that vein, um, the reason that this place has been my home is because the tangible sense of kindness and love and grace in this place that is spearheaded by our leaders is the reason why this is a refuge for so many people. So I just wanted to start by saying I love you guys and thank you so much. <laughs> like Rob said, uh, we've been in a series talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And if you haven't seen the previous ones, please go back and watch. They're so good. And today I have the privilege of talking to you guys about love. So what we're going to do is we're going to read the scripture, we're going to pray, and then we're going to get cracking. So the, the scripture comes from Galatians 5, 22 to 25. And it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence. Help us to love, because it's really hard. Amen. Okay, I haven't got very long. Right, so I want to talk to you guys firstly about why I decided to talk about love. If I'm honest with you, it was not my original choice. Uh, Sarah emailed us in May. She was like, do you want to be a part of it? And as God would have it, I'd actually been focusing on another fruit of the spirit from like January to May. So I thought, Lord, this is it. You've downloaded this information to me to bestow upon your people. And God was kind of like, now, babes, that was for you. Live your life. Because when I emailed Sarah, <laughs> it was gone. So in a blind panic, a blind panic, I was like, okay, love. And the reason that I picked love is because I'll be honest, I thought it would be the easiest, <laughs> right? Don't judge me. I thought it would be easy, but it wasn't because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Because I thought I was going to come up here and tell you guys, God loves you so much, we're going to say some gushy things, you're all going to cry, and then feel like you've been on a romantic dinner date with Jesus for 10 minutes. But that is not going to happen. But what I have found, guys, in all seriousness, sometimes the most loving thing that God can do for us is challenge us to raise our standard. That is the most loving thing he can do. There is so much freedom that can be found in trying to be more like Jesus, even when it's painful. So what did I think it was going to be like? I was, I was confused at first because I don't know about you, but I don't necessarily need the Holy Spirit to feel love, right? I don't wake up in the morning despising my husband and my son. Like I don't. I feel love for them already. Speaking of which, I'm married to the most handsome man on the planet. Jonathan Newbody sat there, and we've got a 15-month-old son sat behind us. I forgot that in my intro, but there it is. Um, so I don't need the Holy Spirit to feel that way. Honestly, there's some people who have never even heard the name Jesus that know how to love. So then I got suspicious. I was like, so what are you talking about, Jesus, then? What is this? So I went, and I, I looked for other places where this kind of love appears in Scripture. And I found Matthew 5, 43 to 48, and it says this. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. 
But I say, love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, stay with me. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain to the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even the corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anybody else? Even pagans do that, but you are to be perfect, even as your heavenly father is perfect. Now, sometimes, I'll be honest, I read a scripture with an instruction like that, and my response is a resounding, absolutely not. It is so hard to love people that I love, and now God is asking me to love people that I don't like. Do you guys... Does anybody else ever just wish God would ask you to do something that you want to do for once? (laughs) Right? Do you feel like the instructions in here are always like, love people that you don't like, give me things that you don't want to give me? Like, I'm just like, God, when are you going to ask me to do something that I want to do? So this kind of love, because I did some more research because I was looking for a way out. So this kind of love is actually agape love. Now, if anybody knows me, you'll know that this is a very special word to me. It is my son's middle name. I love this. I love this concept of agape love. But here's a definition I found. It's going to blow your mind, right? Agape love, unconditional love, love of God for man and man for God. This, is, this bit's crazy. Irrespective of affection, relation, or obligation, a conscious act of will that transcends race, creed, and social status. What that means is it doesn't matter how you feel. <laughs> Right? That's what that means. It is completely irrelevant. This love that Jesus is talking about is not a feeling. It is a decision. It is a doing word. It is the first fruit that was mentioned out of all of them. And some scholars actually argue that Paul was just trying to explain to the rest of the Galatians how to get started on love with the rest of the fruits of the Spirit. Because that's what this is. In Galatians 5 verse 14, it says, For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And I have to, guys, when you read the Bible, don't just take it at face value. You have to get context. Paul was talking to the Galatians here, and a lot of them, some of them were Gentiles, but some of them were Jewish people. They didn't have the New Testament. All they knew was the laws of the old. There were 613 Old Testament laws that they had to obey to be in right standing with God. Paul is saying, those laws that you guys killed yourselves trying to make yourself right with God can all be fulfilled by agape loving your neighbor as you love yourself. This would have been groundbreaking at the time, guys. He's saying the law doesn't matter if you don't love. And here's what I learned, right? After all that, this is what I learned. What did I learn? Yeah. (laughs) In the eyes of God, our capacity to love is capped at the level at which we love people we like the least. How gross is that? (laughs) Our capacity to love It's capped at the level at which we love people the like the least. And we find it hard because it is hard. Sometimes following Jesus just feels costly and it feels expensive. But I I was trying to figure out why we relate to each other in this way, why we find it hard. So like I said, I'm married to Johnny and we get on, you know, We, we don't argue too much. But one of the things we argued about when we first got married was where our money should be spent, right? It's like any couple. And I would come home with a new outfit and be like, look how good this is. And Johnny's like, do you really need a new outfit for every occasion? Wait for it. Yes. (laughs) You do need a new outfit for every occasion. What are you talking about? Well, he'll say something to me like, be careful with my mountain bag. It was like this much. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, I actually don't care. But 
this is what I learned about how we relate to people through thinking of those examples. If you do not understand the value of what has been purchased, you will always be offended by the price that you're asked to pay. If you don't understand the value of what is being purchased here, you'll always be offended by the price that you're asked to pay. We are frustrated because we don't want to, because we don't understand how valuable people are to God. If you understood it, you wouldn't be offended that he's asking you to love them. But the bottom line is, if you are a believer in the sacrificial love of Jesus Christ and what it's done for you, then you automatically have to believe that it is enough for them too. You have to. It, it comes with it. You have to. So how do we do this in practice, right? Because I'm not going to stand here and say all this and not give you something to do, right? So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to think, okay? This is about the mind. Loving people that you don't like requires wisdom, okay? I am not saying go back to toxic, toxic, abusive, manipulative relationships. I'm not saying that. Do not text your ex and then say, Deborah told me to. I'm not, okay? It wasn't me. Find somebody that you trust, somebody that believes in this concept of loving people and walk with them. It is difficult, but you can. We said agape love is more focused on the mind. It's more focused on a decision than it is about how you feel. And I know sometimes we can think that God doesn't understand, but he does. I don't have time to read it to you today, but please go home and read Hosea 11. In Hosea 11, he's talking about how heartbroken he is that the Israelites have left him, that they've abandoned him, that he loves them and looked after them and they have left him. And then he says he's going to destroy him, like really graphically, right? He says, and then in verse 8, guys, it blows my mind. He literally stops and says, I've changed my mind. And I'm not going to destroy him. I love him too much. He's like, I'm going to love them back to me. I'm not going to destroy them. He changed. He changed his mind about you, Right? And he's changed his mind about us. So that's what I'm asking you guys to do. Change your mind. The next thing we're going to do, we're going to pray. God is literally telling us that you need the, the spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the spirit of the living God to pull this off. That's how difficult it is. Right? So you've got to pray. Some days it's going to be like this. God, I don't want to love him. But you told me to, so help me. It's as simple as that. God, this person is valuable to you, so help me love them even though they hurt me. And the last thing we're going to do, the last thing we're going to do is we're going to love. We're going to choose love. We're going to choose love when it's easier to gossip. We're going to choose love when it's easier to sit in bitterness and resentment. We are going to choose love when it is easier to celebrate in their downfall. You're going to take stock of your internal thoughts towards these people and you are going to choose love. God chose love. He chose love instead of punishment and what we deserved. So he's asking us to do the same. Now, guys, honestly, I am not standing here and making light of some of the things that you might have been through. I know there are some people in here who may have been through things that are literally unspeakable, things that you haven't said out loud. But God knows those things. I don't know those things, but God does. And there is nothing that God would ask us to do that is, not, that is outside of his, best of his best interest for us. Everything he asks us to do is because it is what's best for us. We have a fantastic team that will pray for you guys. We've got an amazing pastoral team here that will walk with you, but you have to make the decision. God loves you. He is on your side. He is for you. His blood is enough for you. His grace is enough for you. His mercy is enough for you, but it is also enough for them. So please pray with me one more time. Heavenly Father, thank you 
for your presence again. Thank you that you're here with us. Thank you that you're on our side. Thank you that you're for us. Lord Jesus, I speak healing over your precious children for those areas where they haven't even been able to speak out loud. Lord Jesus, I pray that you meet them where they are and I pray that you give them the boldness and the courage, Lord Jesus, to choose love, to choose love even when it's hard. Lord Jesus, help us to think, help us to pray and help us to love in Jesus' name. Amen.